0: Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope you're having a great day. I am recording this on a Saturday, and I'm sitting here drinking a hot cup of Bottom Gun coffee. In fact, this is their morning blend, which is my favorite. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know that they're a sponsor of the podcast, and they also sponsor my other podcast, The X Factor Podcast, which I co-host with Coach John Brubaker. Honestly, I love these guys and all the support they've given us over this past year. And uh, if you haven't tried them out yet, I really encourage you to try them. They're at bottomguncoffee.com. And if you use the discount code DEEP at checkout, you get a discount every time you purchase. Uh, yes, they are a sponsor, but I love their coffee, and I actually drank it even before they became a sponsor on the show. It's good stuff. Uh, these are Navy veterans; these are submarine veterans that uh, run this company. Good guys. Uh, the, the coffee's great. They're they're they ship it quickly, and you know it's it's something a little bit better than your typical Folgers or whatever. Uh, you know your typical. Stuff you get at the grocery store. I really like it, and I encourage you to try something other than your basic coffee. So bottomguncoffee.com. Use deep at checkout, and um, you'll support me on the show, and you'll support them as well. So I know you'll love them, so go ahead and try them out. Well, I've got another great episode lined up for you, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about the origins of this episode. So this past week, a friend of mine, Tim Hicks, posted a video on Twitter. Now, like me, he owns his own company. In his case, it's a distribution and shipping company. He has a warehouse. He has, uh, you know, trucks come in, they they unload them, they they store their stuff and they move it to other destination. So, uh but he knew, anyways in his facility he has fork trucks. And so in in this uh this video he posted, he demonstrated his forklift skills by lifting a dime off the ground. Now, you're probably thinking how do you do this? Well, you got to watch the video. He's uh it's on his Twitter feed. He's under uh if you go to his Twitter handle, it's uncharted father. So, and this is Tim Hicks and uh, Anyway, it's pretty cool. He lifted a dime off the floor. He's got some pretty mad forklift skills. So, of course, I had to try it. We have, you know, we have a manufacturing company. We have forklifts, so I had to try it. Uh, And sadly, I would say I failed at three different attempts, and I posted my video underneath his, um, and, you know, sadly, I wasn't able to do it, but I'm going to keep trying. But I had a lot of fun doing this little forklift challenge, but... um, you know, I have to confess, uh, before I started my manufacturing company, I had never even driven a forklift before. And, and this is sad, because prior to starting my company, I led eight different manufacturing companies, uh, and up until five years ago, I never actually operated a forklift. Of course, now I do every day, but, you know, it's kind of funny when I think back of it. For 22 years, I was in corporate America, I ran eight different plants, and I always preached forklift safety. But I actually never learned to drive one, you know, and and it's what that that situation got me thinking about the idea for this episode. You know, today we're going to be talking about breaking down walls between groups of employees. If you've worked for any large company, you know, there's typically an us and them attitude between groups. Now, whether it's management and employees or maybe white collar to blue collar or even even Between departments, you have marketing and engineering. You know they're typically at odds, Um, but you know there's there's always this um, us and them kind of attitude that you see in big companies, and often that animosity gets severe at times. Now I ran into this problem at the first manufacturing plant I ever led, and I eventually figured out a way to eliminate this kind of us and them attitude. But like the forklift story, the answer lied in in actually management doing the work and not just talking about it. So what do I mean by that? Well, you're about to find out. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about eliminating the us-and-them attitude that can exist in an organization. I'm going to go back and tell you a story from the first manufacturing business I led more than 20 years ago. I'm going to share a simple technique I used to eliminate that attitude that you can easily use in your organization. I know you're going to love it. So, You know, uh, one of the biggest things I noticed in the business world after spending years working on a submarine was the physical separation of employee groups. Now, in the Navy, officers and sailors worked together in small spaces like maneuvering or the control room, sonar, radio. We, We spent long hours standing watch together often with little going on. So during those long shifts, we got to know each other. We developed relationships and we built trust because we shared so many common experiences. So you can imagine my surprise when I took over my first manufacturing business at just 32 years old. I noticed the employees at this plant were actually physically separated by their role. So the white-collar employees like purchasing, sales, marketing, engineering, and accounting, well, they all worked in two office areas and they were on each side of the plant. The blue-collar workers all worked on the shop floor. Now, the only areas they shared were the break room and the bathrooms. But other than that, these employees' groups had no common experiences. The blue-collar employees worked in one place, and the white-collar employees worked in another. And as a result of years of you know operating this way, there was an animosity that had built up between both of these groups. There was a strong us-and-them attitude that existed in the plant. The white-collar workers had very little understanding or appreciation of the difficulties that existed in the production environment. And on the same side, the blue-collar employees had no idea what the white-collar employees did all day. So each group blamed each other when things went wrong. So as the new plant manager, I knew this was wrong, and I knew this was bad, and I knew we had to change it. And I also knew that I had to do something about it. I had to start with me. So you know, like I like most good leaders have been doing for years. I one of the things I did was just get out of my office and walk around. So every afternoon I would head out to the shop floor to get to know the employees, learn what they did, and let them ask me questions as well. I was a young plant manager, and I was the youngest plant manager in this uh, the history of this plant. So I knew there was a lot of curiosity about me. So I wanted to be out there, be present, and let them you know get to know me, and for me to get to know them. Now, you know, getting out there every day, you know, I think the employees genuinely were were glad to see that I was interested in them, interested in what they were doing, and that I, you know, we were trying to build, you know, a connection between, you know, the plant manager and the folks on the shop floor, you know, uh, and it, it was going well, and I think there were some positive effects initially because of that, but then I kept thinking of my time in the Navy, you know. As I mentioned before, we eliminated the us and them attitude because we worked together and we built shared experiences. We were doing things, you know, always together. You know, the the if you will, the management, and the employees were always working together. Uh, you know, I the the my visits to the shop floor were definitely helping bridge that gap, but I knew it wasn't enough. And I knew that if I really truly wanted to build relationships with the factory team, I needed to work with them side by side, like I did in the Navy. So that's what I did. I started a program called Fridays on the Floor, and on the first Friday of every month, I would spend four hours in the morning working in different areas of the plant. The employees would show me how to do the job, and I would, you know, work with them throughout the morning. It's a little bit like uh, Undercover Boss, if you've ever seen that show. You know, the the show is that the CEO of this company goes undercover and he works at one of the entry-level positions. He learns about what's really happening in the organization. Of course, I was doing this about 10 years before that show ever existed, but it was a similar thing. I would get out there and I would actually work with the employees, and every month I would be in a different area. Well, throughout this process, I got to know the employees. They got to know me. I learned more about, uh, how, you know, the work that they were doing. And I also learned a lot about the problems that existed on the line. Um. You know, really for the first time at this site, white collar and blue collar employees, myself and the, you know, the, the people on the shop floor on, the, on the production lines were actually working together. We were sharing experience. And, it, you know, it, because of that, we learned more about each other. Now, eventually the entire site management joined me in these sessions. They saw that it was working. They, they were excited to be a part of it. And eventually we had, um, Everybody involved in this friday's on the floor process, in fact, what we would do is every uh, first Friday of every month, everyone on the management team would go out in a different area every month, they would work for four hours with their colleagues on the shop floor, and then we would actually come back to the conference room and we would talk about what we learned and you know it's kind of interesting we we learned all these things about the organization that we you know just didn't know we we, we didn't we weren't exposed to these things because we were you know in our offices doing our office stuff, right? So we, it, it opened our eyes up to some of the challenges that existed on the uh, on the shop floor. Uh, the other thing is the production employees were just excited that we that management was finally paying attention and trying to make conditions better. As we learned of problems, we would work to try to solve them. Uh, and then we also everyone we developed a common understanding of the challenges in the plant. You know, managers understood what the employees had been talking about for years because they physically did it. They touched it. Um, and you know the, we and the other thing is the managers got to know the shop employees better uh, the the employees got to learn you know learn what management was doing, and we formed these deeper relationships. Uh, you know, when managers realized how difficult some of the production processes were and how skilled the employees were, there was a respect that deepened. Uh, in the same fashion shop, employees learned what managers were doing all day. You know, if you think about it, you're a production worker. You never see a manager. You wonder, what what do they do in their office all day, you know? Um, and so they learned that as we, as we built this connection. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. One ping only. Please. As I thought, John Rennie's new book, All in the Same Boat, is right over there. It's at allinthesameboatbook.com. Your orders are to get there now. And remember, be careful what you shoot at. Most things in here don't react too well to bullets. Bottom Gun is owned and operated by U.S. submarine veterans, and no one knows coffee better than the men and women who serve long hours keeping watch under the sea. Bottom Gun Coffee Company has a variety of coffee blends designed to keep you moving. From Ahab's Revenge Extremely Strong Coffee to their morning blend, Bottom Gun purchases only premium, certified, organic coffee beans from all over the world to create the finest tasting coffee you will ever experience. Bottom Gun is offering a discount to the listeners of Deep Leadership. Go to BottomGunCoffee.com and enter the discount code DEEP at checkout. Bottom Gun Coffee, the taste that's qualified. You know, each we each realized how difficult each you know our, our jobs were and we had respect for each other and this respect kind of spread throughout the operation. Uh, Fridays on the Floor became standard practice at this operation. In fact, eventually we opened up to all salaried employees that you're welcome, and we didn't, we didn't make it mandatory, but you're welcome to join us in this. And we had a lot of uh, employees actually join us in this Fridays on the Floor because they saw it was building unity without the organization. We were breaking down barriers between the blue-collar and the white-collar employees, and... I think, you know, we realized we were all on the same team. You know, the enemy was outside of the uh, the four walls of our factory. It was our competition. It wasn't inside the four walls like it had been for years. So as we worked together to fix the problems we found, our performance started improving. And I can tell you, we just went from being, you know, middle of the pack in terms of, you know, performance in our division to suddenly we became, you know, over time, we, we became the top performer in our operation uh, or in our division uh, based on the work that we were doing with this Fridays on the Floor system. We, we all were seeing things and fixing things and we're communicating better. We ended up setting new records for sales and profitability throughout this process. And it all happened because we decided to work together, physically work together and become a unified team. Now, 22 years later, I'm still doing it. I'm still leading a manufacturing business, and I'm still working with my shop floor employees. I regularly go out on the shop, and I, um, you know, and I'll work with my employees if we're busy or they need an extra hand. Uh, I go out there and I, I work with them. And the thing is. Um, you know you might be saying well you 're a manager you shouldn 't be be a worker and i 'm not a worker but i 'm out there physically working with my team side by side, and they see that you know i 'm not above um, helping out i 'm not above getting dirty i 'm not above um, you know you know lending a hand when we need to um, and i 've been doing this for a long time like i said twenty two years i 've been still working on the shop floor uh, If you look at my twitter feed you 'll see a picture of my worn out uh, Steel toe boots to just to prove to you that I'm not just uh, a voice on the other side of a microphone, but I'm actually. This is something that I've been doing for years, uh, and I really enjoy it. It it really builds that bond. It breaks down barriers. Um, You know, and that's what I was talking about on the intro was the uh, you know the forklift. I never drove a forklift. When I was uh, a manager of all these plants in corporate America, mostly because it would have been really awkward to see the uh, uh, you know to see the plant manager on a forklift, but and uh, and I was maybe a little bit intimidated. But you know, I kind of regret that I didn't do that earlier because I think if I had done that, I would have learned a lot more about. You know, how to operate a forklift and what the real dangers are. Uh, and so it's funny because I've, for 22 years, I was preaching safety on forklifts, but I'd never driven one, you know? And how many times do we have managers that try to tell people what to do and they've never actually done it? And that's, uh, you know, that's a little embarrassing to tell you a little bit about my background and the fact that I never did. You know, you've heard this expression before um, you can't understand someone until you've walked a mile in their shoes. Well, I can tell you in 22 years, I've walked that mile and maybe a little bit more, and it is very true. Uh, you do learn a lot about people when you actually work together and you actually do what they're actually doing. Instead of talking about it, you physically grab things and you actually operate wrenches and you, you know, we operate pieces of equipment. Um, I know I've built a greater understanding of my teams through this process. And, you know, if you want to try to eliminate that us and them, you've got to find ways to work together and to build those shared experiences. It's the only way you're going to create uh, unity. And in my experience, when you have a unified team, they're really hard to beat. So, um you know, it's, uh, this is a, this is a lesson for all leaders. I highly encourage that you try something like Fridays on the floor in your organization. Now it's going to look different for your team, right? You may not have a manufacturing business, right? So you might have a, you might be a school, right? And you're a leader of a school. Well, maybe you need to get into the classroom and, uh, and spend some time teaching and to, to really understand the students or I don't know, maybe you're, uh, you run a call center. Maybe you ought to get on the phone for four hours. Uh, well, uh, you know, first, Friday of every month and actually make the calls and learn what your employees actually go through. I think there's some things are going to happen. They're, you're going to deepen your respect for those employees, and they're going to respect you for, for coming out of your uh, office, if you will, or your you know ivory tower, and you're actually going to spend some time with them and learn what they do. I guarantee it will open your eyes about what's really going on with your team, and it will build bonds. Uh, with these employees, as you build these shared experiences. So, now, if you're interested in learning more about Fridays on the floor, this is just a short kind of summary of what you know, what I did in my career and how it affected our businesses. But I laid this out in a lot more detail in my latest book, All in the Same Boat. I cover the topic extensively in Chapter Five. Uh, and chapter five is based on the, the title of the book. It's called All in the Same Boat. And I talk about how we all came together and, uh, n- both in the Navy, but also in my, in my manufacturing businesses. Some of the techniques I use to bring us all together to focus on, uh, you know, defeating the enemy. In this case, uh, in, in business, it's the competition. Back in the Navy, it was, of course, during the Cold War, it was the Soviets. So, Again, I highly encourage you to pick up a copy of this book if you're interested in this Fridays on the Floor concept because I covered a lot more detail in that book. And all you have to do is go to allinthesameboatbook.com and use the discount code DEEP at checkout to receive 20% off the Amazon price. Now, you can do that. You'll get a signed copy and I'll mail it to you. Or you can go to Amazon and just buy the copy on Amazon. Uh, You can also, uh, on there, we have the Kindle version. And if you've been following this podcast for a while, you'll know that the Audible version will be out in several weeks. We're almost done with that, uh, going through that process. So, well, that's it for today. Uh, Thank you for listening in to Deep Leadership. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well.